0: This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor.
1: There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy.
0: Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello oh, and welcome to another episode of Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Tori Phantom.
1: And I'm Gwenna Lathland. This podcast is dedicated to all the parents who remember their kids' allergy meds, probiotics, and multivitamins, but have not taken
0: their own in weeks. Is that you? Are you talking about yourself?
1: Honestly, it's probably months by now. I don't know. They are a lovely bathroom <laughs> shelf ornament, though. <laughs> They're just expired now. It's, yeah they just they're they, they sit up there and make it look like I'm health conscious about my own body. You thought about it once, good enough. <laughs> just just
0: the one time. Yeah. I, I had the forethought to buy them. That's right. what matters. Do you know what I always think about though? Setting the timer. Um, I do have dreams about that godforsaken timer. Let's start it now. So we were playing Mario Kart the other day as a family. It is my fa- I won't play Monopoly. I've never played Monopoly with my kids. I will not venture into that. Um, no. But Mario Kart. I have lost Monopoly and I refuse to play it. I can't do it. I've never won Monopoly because I will just quit. I just get bored. It's awful. But Mario Kart. It's the same level of anger and rage that comes out. But it's more fun because it's cute and I like the music. <laughs> I was thinking about one of my favorite times we have ever played Mario Kart as a family, okay? Because there were these new maps that came out, okay? And we are all playing and my littlest lady, we're, we're going in and we entered this new area and as we entered the ceiling in the room dropped and my littlest lady exclaimed what the fuck was that? <laughs> 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 I choked on spit, <laughs> and and I am ca- like I'm trying so hard to not just like burst out laughing, uh, because I don't want her to just scream out "What the fuck was that?" But also like "What the fuck was that?" You know? Uh, so so it was very much handled with a, <laughs> but also uh, hey, that's a grown up word, sweetie. I know what you mean, but let's just say what was that next time. Let's just, what, what? (laughs) I love Mario
1: Kart. Kids are unintentionally hilarious about this shit because, I mean, they're, they're taking in all this data. They're taking in all this input. They're watching what we do. They're watching what people on the TV do. They're watching their peers. They're watching their teachers. All this language and body language, and they're trying to make sense of it. And sometimes when the wires get crossed, it's hilarious. It's wrong. I cannot encourage this behavior, but it's really fucking funny. Yes. so it's so funny. And so then as a parent, you're left with this, I may not laugh, but it's really funny, but I can't, I can't encourage this behavior. And if I laugh, they're going to think it's acceptable. So Abby's my oldest and she was four or so. Anyway, we had a no ball throwing in the house. This is just a general. Yeah, I also have that rule. Yeah. You can roll it, but if it leaves contact of the surface, nah, we're we're doing it wrong because th- th- yeah. I don't want
0: my You want to throw it, you take it outside.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't yeah. want my I don't want my stuff broken for a completely a- avoidable reason, right? So, I walk in and Abby is in the living room and she is throwing this ball in the air and catching it and she's doing a really good job. She's not being crazy about it. But like boundaries are boundaries for a reason. Kid, you can't throw the ball in the house she goes okay mama so i walk back out and i keep doing whatever i'm doing i come back in and she is throwing this ball again i was like kid you can't throw the ball in the house and she puts her little hand on her little four-year-old hip and goes mom i'm not throwing it i'm tossing it <laughs> listen you little brat Oh, that's not what I said, but it's what I wanted to say. Right. That's but, what your brain said, but
0: that was an inside thought.
1: That was an inside thought. <laughs> I was like, so I was simultaneously like, did did my four year old just weaponize language against me?
0: <laughs> that's very your kid of her. I know. I'm
1: aware. <laughs> so i i I was caught between triggered and laughing hysterically. Yeah. Been there, been there. So I'm like. Pfft. <laughs> you can't just put the ball down put the ball down. down and walk <laughs> into the room and it sounded like i was really mad but it was really i was just clenching my teeth really hard so i wouldn't bust out laughing <laughs> yeah. all the ways that you try to hide your laughter with children <laughs> my my go-to is like whatever i'm drinking or holding just like magically wanders in front of my
0: mouth <laughs> no literally you put anything in front of your face and then you're just like pulling a tyra banks like smizing it's all in the eyes. You can't see my fa- you can't see my mouth smiling. It's just in the eyes. <laughs> mine's mine's the the giggle choke. The <clears throat> <clears throat> just all of a sudden I needed to clear my throat for no reason. Mine I just leave the room. I'm like, hang on a second, and I duck around the corner. <laughs> I gain composure to come back in. I'm being serious right now.
1: <laughs> I do the suffocation where I just stop breathing because I, I can't laugh if I have no air. You bite your tongue. like mm, like my cheeks are puffed out like a frog
0: (laughs) well it's because there's like levels of it because i think sometimes it is okay to laugh but it's like a gamble because like one you don't want them to think you're encouraging it uh but two if it's just something they did that was unintentionally funny you don't want to embarrass them yeah (laughs) yeah no 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 like
1: It's, it's a bit of a gamble. Do, do I give in and go, okay, this is admittedly wrong, but funny. So two things can be true at once. Anecdote time, story time. So my eldest was speech delayed and she was in speech therapy from second grade to seventh. I have permission to talk about this because there is no shame in needing assistance for things that aren't, aren't going as expected. Right. So anyway, it meant that she struggled to say her words, especially ones with R's. That was her biggest speech hang up was R's, which is a really common struggle for kids that age. But she complicated it more. She had a ton of letter switches and anytime a letter got within range of an R, it just went off the rails. So around second grade or so, she had just started speech therapy. Uh, her school hosted a big truck roundup. So they had truck owners and drivers and emergency services. This is the most Oklahoma story I've ever heard. Continue. I'm aware <laughs> it was mostly tractors y'all. So anyway, they had a big truck roundup. So they had a fire truck and an ambulance and a dump truck, and the whole shebang, Trucks. right? Trucks. And hearing her tell us about this, with letter switches and a non-stimulable R meant that I have never come closer to death outside a medical setting in my life, trying not, because she came home all excited to tell us about the trucks, except she couldn't say the word trucks. So we heard all about the fire fucks and the dump (laughs) fucks and the semi fucks. We tried so hard not to giggle, but she got to toe fucks and trash fucks, and we we couldn't <laughs> we couldn't hold it anymore. So she thought we were laughing at her. She at this point was aware that she had a speech struggle; she had speech impediments that she was working on. But like, I my mind is that of a thirteen year old boy. It's just one foot in the gutter at all times. So you cannot tell me about toe fucks and trash fucks without me going, that's, that's my personal failing. But she got really upset because Aww. she thought we were laughing at her. So I had to apologize. It wasn't my intent, but it was the perception. It was the result that we hurt her feelings. <sighs> yeah.
0: And I think that's so important is that sometimes we do make a mistake because with an adult perception of that story, Yeah, that's funny. And we would laugh at each other for that. But we'd be laughing with each other. And when it comes to a child in the way that they're going to perceive our response or what we say, we don't get to choose how we impact them. And if we learn we mess up, we have to apologize.
1: Which I think is actually pro-parenting shit. The ability to apologize to your kids It's pro-parenting shit because I know people would be like, okay, but I fucked up hard enough to have to say sorry. Yeah. And this is how we teach our kids how to acknowledge their fuck-ups, and say sorry,
0: by doing it to them. I have have this theory that uh, you ever meet an adult who is like a pro at non-apologies and you're like, I know your parents never apologized to you. You never learned. I had to teach myself. How many times did your mom apologize to you? The, the answer is zero. Uh, but she did teach me how to apologize for things I didn't need to be sorry for. I learned to pre-apologize in case I accidentally did something wrong. Like, <laughs> like sorry, sorry that I was in the same room as you and um, I was in my room and I sorry, sorry I'm so sorry. Uh, (laughs) okay so
1: not not that not that that's That's the other direction in the
0: wrong way uh we don't want that either but i think that's like one of the most important skills we can teach our kids is because we don't want them to turn into this people pleaser that is over apologizing for things they don't need to be sorry for or really aren't sorry but they're saying it to try to skirt around uh, consequence and so teaching our kids like when not to, just how yes but, but when, when and why when apologize. and why yes. we apologize cuz it is such a multifaceted thing what goes into an apology and as parents i think number 1 apologizing to our kids when we did mess up is showing them how much we respect them as people and it is also showing them a prime example of how it is 100% okay and it is a good thing to acknowledge when you mess up and to take accountability and to care about how your action or words impacted someone else, even if it wasn't your intention.
1: Well, and apologies can be really, really nuanced. Like there is a model that we can put together, but so for for us, I don't accept idle sorries Mm -hmm. because sorry, while it's a part of an apology, is not an
0: apology. And it can just be a cop-out too.
1: It can be. Yeah. So if you've done something you know is wrong or your actions or choices resulted in someone else being hurt, a sorry isn't going to cover it. Even if it wasn't your intention, I didn't mean to hurt my daughter's feelings by laughing at toe fucks, but the result was I did hurt her feelings. So it was never my intent. It was just a funny way to say it. But because my actions hurt someone else, in this case, it was her feelings, I still had to apologize. But a sorry is not the same as an apology. A sorry covers an accident, spilling something, forgetting something across the room, a minor inconvenience, like you dropped a fork. Oh, sorry.
0: Or it
1: can display
0: empathy or sympathy. That that sorry is the equivalent to a Midwest. Oop. Oop. (laughs) Sorry, <laughs> but that's that's the thing too. Is when it comes to apologizing, I never force my kids to apologize. Uh, you lead the horse to water. Like sometimes they need that conversation that kind of leads them to the recognition that this is something to apologize for. And sometimes we have to help them with structuring that apology. But I'm not going to be like, you need to apologize for that right now. But like, if my kid accidentally pushed down her sister, and I'm like, hey, do you think this like you need to help your sister up, but like, do you think maybe we need to apologize? Well, it's a
1: real fine line because I agree. I also don't force my kids to apologize, but from the outside looking in, sometimes my conversations look a little, uh, so you hurt your sister. Uh, what do we do when we accidentally
0: hurt? So we, we apologize. That is a big part. I think too, <laughs> Is is because it is like an accident, right? Because that's what I hear when I'm like, "Hey, you you pushed your sister over. Like, help her up." Do you think maybe this is a time to apologize? Well, I didn't mean to do it. Yep, I know, I know. You're not in trouble because you didn't mean to do it, but you did do it, and that impacted her. And so, like, if if it was me who like accidentally knocked her over, like, I would say sorry because I am sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Uh, you know, that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Do You are you here? (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. Are you are you are you you gonna like? Is it, is it going to be now or are, are we, I would do it now. Would you like to do it now? Um, and so it's, yeah, it's this real fine line. And I think it's that type of nuance is part of what gets gentle parenting such a bad rap. Like, oh, just make your kid apologize. No, no, that's not the point though. I could make my kid apologize and they would. But what is
0: that teaching them? Right. That that is just now they are absolved of any impact they had because they said the words, I'm sorry, that's not what we're teaching. This is one of those things
1: that. It takes a long time to get good at. There are grown adults who had excellent parenting, who are fully equipped and mentally healthy to be able, and they still suck at apologizing. Support for today's episode comes from Honey Love. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they are the only shapewear that won't ever roll down, no matter how much you're on the move. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com childproof. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com forward slash childproof. When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling Superpower Short is the go-to. It's targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. We love to see it. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com childproof. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com childproof. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started. Shape your life with Honeylove. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings Those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June. We all sound like this, just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin-D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double-action combination of prescription-strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat and sinus congestion and pressure with ease ready to live life as if you don't have allergies it's time to live claritin clear fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away find claritin d at the pharmacy counter ask for claritin d at your local pharmacy you don't even need a prescription go to claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live claritin clear use as directed when I'm talking with my kids about the difference between sorry and an apology, there's a specific structure. And I'm going to walk through this structure that I use. This is not a universal. This is how I view what an apology is and what its parts should be. And so I'm constantly kind of working with my kids. I'm so interested if we are like in the same page here. So, so the, the first part is acknowledge what happened. I really scared you when I raised my voice earlier.
0: Okay. No, I have an anecdote that can go along with your thing. Let's see. I have an a, I have a, an apology in my head I had to give to a kid, and we're going to see if I can find the pieces that fit your structure. So acknowledging what happened, uh, I forgot to sign your report card, and you face consequences for that at school. Yeah, Tori, I'm a little bit judging you. That's fine. I also am judging me for that. <laughs> continue. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so acknowledge what happened. I'm I'm really scared. I, I, I really scared you when I raised my voice earlier. Accept and describe what you did wrong. So that's slightly different than acknowledgement. It's sort of reinforcing. It's not just that something happened. It's that, that what that happened was wrong, was not okay. I was feeling really mad and I chose to handle that by yelling and that's not okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I saw your report card on Friday and we were in the middle of doing something. So I put it back in your backpack with the intentions of signing it before school on Monday, but I forgot.
1: So hard. That's some of the worst apologies to give to your kids is it wasn't just circumstantial. I straight up fucked up. I was a human about it and, and that happens. Okay. Okay. What's next? Next explain why what you did was wrong. So we've established what happened. We've established that it was wrong. Here's why. The yelling I did made my big feeling your big
0: problem. Okay. Nope. See, we're in the same structure because I went to my mistake caused consequences for you. And that's not fair because you did what you were supposed to do. And I didn't. She gave you the report card. She gave me the report card. We talked about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Next
1: up. You apologize for what you did wrong. So we're three steps in. We just got to the apologizing part, but it's all a part of an apology. So apologize for what you did wrong, but here's what's vital. You're not apologizing for the cause, what got you to the mess up or the effect, what happened after the mess up. I'm sorry I didn't cool off before trying to talk. Sorry I lost my temper and yelled. It didn't help either of us in that moment.
0: Yes, yes. I'm sorry that I made a mistake that caused problems for you, that hurt you. Yep, yep, we're in the same page.
1: And there's one last part, and it's just as important. Describe future plans to learn from or avoid repeating the mistake. Next time I feel myself getting mad, I'm gonna try to take a deep breath and count to 10 before I speak.
0: Yes, I. this is for my story here. I told her, I am going to reach out to your teacher to explain the situation and take responsibility. And next time, I will not try to remember to do it later. I will find a way to do it now. And that was, I mean, because she was she was mad at me. She was mad at me when I picked her up from school that day. And I felt so bad. But I, I reached out to her teacher and I was like, listen, she showed me the report card. It was not her. It was 100% me. And the teacher was like, thank you so much for for letting me know. I, I thought that might be the case. But, you know, she couldn't treat one kid differently than another because some kids forget. And uh, so I cleared it up. I took that responsibility. And we have not had another missed report card signing. We might in the future, but hopefully not. Huh. So I have a question for you. Okay. In your specific circumstance. Yes.
1: Do you think it would be appropriate to have your kid be a part of the solution. So that last, par- last part of the apology structure, describe future plans to learn from or avoid repeating this mistake. In your specific case, would it be reasonable to request when you have something that I need to sign, I need you to bring a pen too. So then all the tools are right there at my disposal to make sure that I'm doing what I need to do to help you.
0: Hmm. Let me, I've, I feel like, Maybe I feel like a version (laughs) that's the most mom answer ever. Maybe a a version of that because while I think if she remembered to grab the pen, cool, but also if she didn't bring the pen with it, that would be a time for me to say, Can you go grab me a pen? So instead of putting the full responsibility on her to have that joint effort, because there is no reason that I couldn't have been like, Oh, can you go grab me a pen? Uh, cause you know, in those moments when I'm looking at backpack stuff, I'm looking at three kids worth of backpack stuff. So like, and I think at the time this happened, we were in the middle of moving. So it was like, let me just shove this back in there. And it was the perfect storm for me to totally miss it.
1: Well, and that, that might've even come from like point of being helpful. Like if I put it
0: back in this backpack, we won't lose it. That's exactly what I was going for. And I'm like, I'll totally remember this. I know who I am. I was never going to remember it. (laughs) And so I think that I I wouldn't want to tell her in the future, anytime you need me to do something for you, make sure that you're bringing all the resources. I don't think that that is fair. But I think like, hey, if you remember, like bring a pen with it or if you see a pen nearby. But also, I can totally ask you to grab me a pen because she always knows where the pens are. I never know where the pens are.
1: (laughs) See, (laughs) And we've had a similar problem. In fact, we've had this exact problem at this exact age. Yeah. Abby had an enrollment form that I had to sign. She gave it to me. And then not only did I not sign it, I... Lost it. Been there. It's gone. It's gone. I lost it. So then I had to make the call of shame to the school. Yeah. So my 11 year old brought the paper that you specifically requested Be I lost it. She didn't lose it. She had no part in losing it. I have lost the paper. Can I have a new paper?
0: Yeah. I will come up and get it because I lost (laughs) it. It's that parent shame where you're just like, listen, I know that I am a parent and I have been for a decade. And (laughs) the appearance of my child in school makes it look like I really have it together. I, I don't. I lost her enrollment form. Can I have another, please? I don't. I don't. that's my whole energy went into making sure she has her stuff together. I um I lost it. I'm sorry. My, it's gone. It's me. It's gone. I'm the problem. So, but in the
1: wake of that, I I went oh oh system failure system rebuild system fix make a new system because what you got going is not working for you. So we actually developed a system in our house of a paper spot. So the littles, their backpacks go in front of this table. And for Abby, who is now older and honestly, very rarely has stuff that I need to see, but when it is stuff I need to see, it's big stuff. We're talking like sports physicals that I need to not just sign. I have to make happen. I have to contact the doctor. There is a spot on one of, one of our tables that any papers I need to see go in that spot. And this year with the littles, we will begin you take the stuff out of your backpack. Now that does not completely relieve me of responsibility because if I look at the spot and see that the spot is empty and know that they have been at school, I also get to, Hey, did you guys have any papers for me? So it's a reminder for them. Oh, I need to put important things in the spot. It's, it's essentially an inbox, but I also look at the spot go, Oh, the spot is empty and you had school today. Is there anything I need to see? So it's it's a twofold it's it's a sharing of the responsibility. Yeah.
0: yeah. And that's with my kids. That's typically the way we handle it. We don't have set we don't have the paper system. I do think mm-hmm. that might go sideways in my house. Uh, <laughs> got the doom piles, but what my kids have always done is when we get home, they all pull out their folders and they show me anything that either I need to look at or just things that they got to bring home and they're just, you know, proud of their work. And Usually, I am good about just signing it right now because I know who I am. But some days, I'm like, I am distracted by something. Let me do that later. And I definitely am in need of creating a different system.
1: Well, and in the (laughs) case of my 15-year-old, I'm a big believer in natural consequences. Like as a gentle parent, that's sort of baked into the cake. Of course. So occasionally, I will look at the spot and realize there's nothing there and I will purposefully not say anything to my eldest because there. this is now a conscientious parenting choice because this is a safe way to fail. Now, if I know that we're getting on enrollment time or if I know that there are certain things that I can expect to happen, this no, I'm, that's not the time that I'm going to choose. But middle of October, you might have a field trip that
0: I need to sign for, That's on you, kid. That's that's your responsibility. you got to get me that paper. I think that's the same thing that we always talk about as parents, how the way that we address issues is forever evolving and changing as our kids get older because, again, we're parenting ourselves out of a job. And so while my kid is in the tween age, right, I just had a conversation with her the other day about there's some responsibilities that – She does them, but it's always, oh, well, I'm just going to do this first. I'm just going to do this first. And that's fine sometimes. But we had this conversation where I was like, listen, I need you to know that I don't get on you about this stuff because I'm just being kind of grumpy or just trying to bother you. I said, I know that you want to do these things. I said, but it is so important for you to prioritize your responsibilities because while you this wasn't important previously in your life, as you continue to grow and have more independence and get older... I am not able to bail you out. It is it is on you. Like there is an expected responsibility that you are going to take ownership. It is important to prioritize those responsibilities because especially moving into middle school, eventually high school, there's going to be a lot more that's expected of you. And while that can be a lot of pressure, you can also manage it. And I am not telling you what to do to be a grumpy monster I am doing this because I know what you are growing into. And if I don't push you in this way, you are going to have a way harder time. And that is how we get to the point where we can say, well, she didn't put her thing in the bin, so I didn't sign it. Yeah. 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 Because that is, we have to let them fail safely. That's not a time that I'm going to have to apologize. Even
1: if my kid gets mad at me, you didn't sign it. You're right. I didn't sign it, but you knew you had to. You're right. I did know, but you didn't do the thing that you needed to do. You didn't complete a step. So I could not have known that you had it in your possession at that time. I could not have known that my part in this play was about
0: to come on stage. And like, it's a bummer. I, uh, I empathize with that. I, I, I'm sorry that this is a sticky situation, but I am not responsible for this specific thing. I'm not going to apologize. Yeah.
1: Now, here's the thing about apologies, though, is if you don't feel you've got time and space to do the acknowledge what happened, accept and describe what you explain, all of those steps, if if you're feeling at the moment, there's no way, there's no way they're going to pay attention to all that. And keep in mind, I use a lot of words because I use a lot of words. You don't have to use as many words if you are not as fucking verbose as I am. <laughs> so if you don't feel like you've got time or space or spoons or energy to get through all of those steps, it's not time to apologize yet. You are not released from that responsibility just because you're like, I don't, I can't, I don't, I'm, I don't feel
0: bad about it. Okay. Fine. And when we're teaching our kids about apologies in this kind of structure, because Gwenna and I have mm-hmm. very similar opinions on apologies uh, obviously. <laughs> somehow. It's so surprising. It's weird. But <laughs> when we're teaching our kids, especially our younger kids, we're not going to sit down and go through this entire list of a structure and expect them to internalize and remember it and use it, but it's in little pieces. So it's kind of asking like if they do say, well, I'm sorry. Okay. What are you sorry for? Okay. Okay. Yeah, that happened. Okay. So you're sorry that you threw the ball and you weren't supposed to, okay, so what are you gonna do next time to make sure that this doesn't happen again? And it's instead of saying, this is the structure, you better use it, it's using that structure to ask them the questions to get them to think in that regard, to have them kind of, when they do mess up, they are already internalized the questions. What might mom ask me in this situation? And then they start to produce that on their own.
1: Especially for my older kid, She has, I have modeled that apology structure and we have broken it down in what I call offline times. So not in the middle of needing to apologize or in the wake of apologizing, but like nothing has happened. Just, Hey, let's talk about how we apologize to people or, and this is especially true when she came back and was like, Oh my gosh, there's school drama and I get the whole tea and I'm like, how would you have handled that? Would you have apologized? What would you say if you
0: had to apologize for that? And it's just the secret weaving in yes, of... Yes, but it's also, it's that immediate apology that I think is can be hard to let go of, that you feel like, I just need to apologize right away. But realistically, even if my kids got into a tiff and someone accidentally got hurt, or if they were just playing and someone accidentally got hurt, someone is really upset. If I have to enter that situation, right? because they're, I mean, when they were younger, that happened a lot more where you have to step in. But when they're older, you kind of are expecting them to be working on this conflict resolution independently. But if I'm having to step in, I am going to the person who's upset first and I am checking on them, making sure they're okay. And then I am having the conversation with the person who does need to apologize to lead them there if I've had to step in because I'm recognizing that They're missing that. They're missing that piece. And so it's that check-in on the one who is not okay. And and even if you're not ready to apologize, you can still check in on that person that you know you hurt and say, I'm going to talk to you about this in in a moment. I do care about you. I just need a second. Yeah. By the time
1: baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed, and their super-absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, the Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra-soft and super-absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for
0: yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again.
1: My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated
0: and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable
1: flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to
0: enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating and zero calories. So you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club,
1: or Kroger. So in those sort of guided apologies, especially the offline ones, that's where we can kind of wander into the apology no-nos, the things that make an apology no longer an apology. So especially in parenting, we are, it's so easy to do, I'm sorry, but when? It's those but whens that sometimes when you apologize, that actually needs to walk hand in hand with a correction. They did do something wrong. You were triggered into the thing that you then took too far or you messed up or you handled inappropriately. So I have to apologize because I reacted really badly to you. And I know that. And I have skills on board to prevent that from happening. So
0: I'm sorry. But when. Yeah. And so you can ap- separate that conversation yes, into two different you have things. To. You have to. You
1: Apologizing have to. isn't combined with correction. If you need to help them recognize that what they did was wrong, but your reaction to it was equally wrong, Mm -hmm. that discussion has to be separated from the apology.
0: Yeah, and I think when we're talking about apologies and with that, but when, what we're running into is that I think a part, for, for me, the way I consider a good apology is to provide a reason for the behavior, right? Like I was overstimulated and I... Got overwhelmed and I mishandled that and I ended up projecting that onto you and I yelled and I'm sorry for that, right? But that is different. that That is okay to me. But the problem is the excuse. So reason, not excuse, because the excuse would be, well, listen, I'm sorry that I yelled at you, but when you were not listening to me and you were being wild, I got really frustrated and so I yelled at you because you were acting that way. And while we can identify that, yeah, that was the trigger we were still the ones who mishandled that trigger. And so those are two separate conversations. And the other one that as an apology, no, no for me, non-apologies. Uh, yes. Yeah. Those are the worst. I'm sorry that your feelings were hurt. <laughs> I'm sorry. You feel that way. I'm sorry. You misunderstood me. Toxic gossip train. I didn't bring my ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> but anything. But, but that places that's... the blame on the person who is hurt. If you are apologizing by placing the blame on the person for being hurt, that's not an apology. You're actually causing more damage. And even if there's this disconnect of, I
1: cannot possibly fathom how me saying your hair is blue hurt your damn feelings because your hair is actually blue. Right. How is this hurting your feelings? I don't have to fully understand to acknowledge, oh, I really did say something that hurt your feelings. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it's not, I'm sorry you heard me being a dick. It's slightly different. It's, I'm sorry what I said hurt your feelings. Right. I'm,
0: I'm sorry that
1: something that I did hurt you, that was right. not my intent.
0: And even if I don't understand right now, once we have recovered, I can ask more questions. I can get to a point of understanding, but if I don't understand right now, I am still accountable for the impact that I had on you and I care about you as a person and I am going to apologize.
1: Well, I think the, the last part of my apology no-no is promises, promises. So when we get to that last vital step of describing what you're going to do to learn from or prevent repeating the mistake, mm-hmm. when you get to that describing future plans, you have to give yourself grace as you are saving yes. it. You cannot say, I'm so sorry that I scared you. Um, I was really mad and I did not handle my feelings very well. I promise never to yell at you again. Lying. you're lying
0: now. Yeah. Bullshit. (laughs) You can't make promises. Like, do not make promises. You can't keep... You can say, I am going to try my best to make sure that I don't yell, and if I do yell, I promise that I'll apologize again. That you can make a promise. Yes, because we can always continue to try to be better and we can say, I am learning more about what is causing me to yell and I'm gonna try harder next time. But to make a promise that you know you can't keep, it feels good to be able to look at your baby and say, I am so sorry and I'm never gonna do this again. But if we can't be sure we're never gonna do it again, That might, that might be more damaging.
1: It's, it's, it's not only wildly unrealistic because we are human beings, Mm -hmm. flawed. Yes. Uh, Yes. It's setting you up for failure. So now the next time that you lose your temper, your regulation fails, you didn't even have time to deploy your regulation before you tipped over that red zone. Mm -hmm. Now you've yelled again and now you have the added pressure of, but I promise never to do that again. Oh my God. I am a flaming piece of
0: garbage. (laughs) That's uh, my littlest lady likes to tell me all the time mom but you promise this and a promise is a promise and I'm like I didn't I didn't promise that no you promised I said we might do that that is not a no, promise. promise those are yeah I different things I did different not concepts, promise kiddo. that one I do make promises sometimes not yeah I not okay
1: It's time for a game called Sweet or Tangy, sponsored by Ocean Spray. Finding a snack that my whole family likes can be a challenge. Ocean Spray has created the perfect mix and match dried snack blend. The snack medley comes with a variety of delicious combos, so every kid can have something they like. We have been dumping this into everything of yogurt we can get a hold of. My kids are absolutely obsessed with adding Ocean Spray's snack medleys to all kinds of yogurt. Turns out the pineapple and cranberry one tastes really good with key lime yogurt.
0: Are you ready to play sweet or tangy? I feel like they're usually a bit tangy. <laughs> they're our kids, so. Right? <laughs>
1: Sarcasm is a love language
0: in our household. Right. It's, it's the universal language around here. So I got a story for you. hmm So this week, I walk into my tween's room, and she does really good keeping her room tidy. Mm-hmm. And dumping all of her clothes next to the laundry next basket in the room every time. Next to,
1: you know, she's already walking into tangy territory. Yeah. I can sense and the, it.
0: It's it's the laundry next to the basket, and she's always got empty water bottles on her desk, and she's got a trash can next to the desk.
1: Where did she learn that behavior, Tori? Shh.
0: <laughs> so, I walk in a room, and I'm looking around, and it's all it's all really neat and nice, except mm-hmm. for the laundry and the water bottles and I was like dude I asked you to pick this stuff up and she's like oh sorry I forgot and I said why are you always forgetting everything and she looks me square in my face and says cause I'm a copy paste to you mom (laughs) I didn't know where I was going (laughs) literally I learned it from you mom a copy paste (laughs) you forget everything too yeah I did (laughs) it's fair
1: um that's a sweet moment that it's it's a it's a sweet moment and here's why (laughs) because i know it feels tangy to you but it's a sweet moment because it means you've taught her to be reflective about her own behaviors
0: and it was this sweet moment of connection because she said it so lovingly (laughs) i forget stuff because i'm your kid and you do It's just same, mom. Same. Yeah, I understand your struggle. We struggle together, mom. Yeah. Remember when I asked you to do something for me a few days ago and you forgot? Same <laughs> thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's a sweet moment. It's yeah. for sure a sweet moment. It's a
0: little little tangy uh, on the aftertaste. <laughs> little tangy in the aftertaste. I'm like, I should stop forgetting. Stuff. It's okay. That's how I feel about cranberries. They're sweet and tangy. They can yeah.
1: be both. Yeah.
0: Both is good. And that's it for sweeter Tangy, sponsored by Ocean Spray. These snack packs have been my absolute favorite snack this week. I've been eating like two a day. Ocean Spray Snack Medley is the go-to snack for me and my family. With their individually portioned packs of five, they're perfect for tossing a few into my bag of snacks. And best of all, there are multiple delicious flavors like blueberry, mango, and cranberry. The Snack Medley is the perfect grab-and-go snack. Learn more about Ocean Spray Snack Medley at oceanspray.com or find them in a dried fruit aisle in a store near you.
1: Hey, that, that was our timer. It goes by so fast. We're sorry. We're really sorry. sorry. This, this is one of those empathy, sympathy, sorries.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Cause the timer, it will be back again. And yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so
1: if you want to continue to complain about the timer please email childproof batches.com.
0: yeah make it Our funny whole inbox we want to we want a really funny anti-timer email uh yeah. <laughs> but thank you again for listening please be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you listen to your favorite podcast and leave us a rating it helps find us across
1: social media at tori phantom at mama cusses and Etches moms across tiktok and instagram and remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. And sometimes it's us. And we should apologize for that. Yes, aren't Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salzmakat and Sean Kilby. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at @BetchesMoms on Instagram and send us your email to momsatbetches.com.
0: Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches